podcast and YouTube blog covering the German startup scene with news, interviews, and live events. Hello and welcome, everybody. This is Joe from StartupRate.io, your startup podcast and YouTube blog from Germany, as well as the world's first internet radio station dedicated to startups and tech companies. Today, I have another interview in our series with the German Startup Awards, the Social Entrepreneur of the Year 2021. Hey, Julius, how are you doing? Hi, Joe. Thanks. I'm very happy to be here. I'm doing great. Uh, looking forward to our chat. <laughs> That is awesome. I'm doing good as well. Guys, before we get into the interview, make sure to hit the like and subscribe button and leave us a very nice comment wherever you're listening to this or watching this. Julius, um, as people can tell from the video when they're, if they're watching it on YouTube, um, you are already a little bit younger on the younger side. So th <laughs> there's not a lot about your CV to talk about, but can you still tell us a little bit about what you guys have been doing and how Exclamo ended up into Krisen chat, which literally translates into crisis chat? Yes, of course. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too old yet. Still under 20, 19 years old. Uh, gonna turn 20 this year. And um, well, I, I don't have too much to tell about the last 20 years <laughs> but at least the last three years have been a very wild ride and a great time it all started off in 2018 um, when we had a competition um, at, at our school um, by the boston consulting group it's called business at school where you have to develop your own business idea and it's like you know this typical competition many classes do this business simulation where you have to like create your own idea write a business plan you know some some people are doing this but all those competitions, when they end, the people just go on with their lives. And uh, Kai, my um, back back in the day school friend and now co-founder, uh, came up to me um, after Exclamo, um, which I'm going to tell you about more in, in one second, won the Social Entrepreneur Prize there. Uh, he was like, why should we stop now? I mean, we've got, you know, this pitch deck, we've got the idea, we've started with, you know, doing like mock-ups for the app. Why should we stop? Why can't we just continue? So I said, yeah, let's do it. Let's, you know, just try working on it. And Exclamo is um, and was an anti-bullying app for schools because we saw the problem that uh, bullying is, you know, a huge societal problem. Every sixth, according to the PISA study in Germany, is suffering from it on a regular basis. But the big problem is that only every third affected person is yeah, has the courage to speak up or go to a, a contact person in the school. And that's where we thought is the problem. And we also thought that the digital world could be a solution to it because it's also a big problem, all the cyberbullying stuff going on. And we thought it would be good to have like a whistleblowing app where you could, you know, maybe anonymously, maybe not contact uh, your teachers or other persons of contact in your school um, whom you trust and um, just talk to them and have like a discreet way of, um, of telling others about it because bullying has to be solved in schools and it's the first step is talking about it. And we just continued. Uh, in 2019, I graduated from high school and the first year we worked on it uh, alongside school. And then um, with the beginning of 2019, um, the sad news in Berlin broke that um, a girl in, in the north of Berlin took her life or committed suicide because she was bullied. And this kicked off a huge press wave for us. Um, every day we were on TV and in different newspapers, radio stations talked about our idea. And that's when we first realized, okay, we don't have a product yet, but 
this could really ramp up and this could really be a solution to this problem. And uh, let's not just do it next to school or next to university. Let's fully focus it uh, on. Um, let's fully focus on it after we graduated. Let's you know wait with college because we are 17 years old. Doesn't matter anyway. And that's how it developed. We had another friend in our school, Jan, uh, also one of our co-founders, who you know um, taught himself how to code when he was 12 years old. And then we uh, kind of bought the Boston Consulting Group, who was like um, um, the people um, from the competition back in the day, said like, "Come to our digital lab, the, uh, digital ventures, Boston Consulting, and we'll help you like eight weeks and have a boot camp with you, uh, mapping out the pro uh, product, doing a roadmap." And that was a great time for us. Great kickstart after our graduation, and we worked on it full time. And 2020 came, we were almost finished with the product, we were ready for the rollout, and we had a funding from the Deutsche Telekom, which would have made it possible to us for, you know, survive for the next one and a half years and also to give it to some schools for free or to a lower price because selling things to government agencies or to schools directly is a pain. And we secured the funding, we wanted to sell the product to schools, and then it was March 2020, and as we all know, yeah, COVID came around and uh, we were, um, or at least in Germany, and we were standing there with our um, almost finished product with our first two hires. And then we saw, okay, we can't sell it. We just can't sell the product. All schools are closed. They are in panic mode and they're not open to talk about an anti-bullying app right now. So then we thought, okay, what can we do with our expertise instead of just sitting around here for another six months and doing nothing? Uh, we thought, okay, maybe what are other problems? We saw rising cases of domestic violence. We saw rising, even the bullying um, um, topic or even generally mental health, those problems got bigger um, um, at the beginning of the pandemic, especially domestic violence and mental health. And um, still there was no good solution, at least in Germany, because we had the Telefonseelsorge, which is like a 24 seven phone you can call if you're not feeling well, but especially the teenagers, first they prefer chatting and secondly, they, you know, imagine there's a domestic violence situation at, at your home. You can't just pull up the phone. Uh, chatting is not so discreet. And we saw there's no 24-7 chat opportunity to just talk with a psychologist, to just talk with somebody if you don't feel right or if you don't feel well. We thought, you know, in other countries, th this exists in some way or another. We should have this in Germany. So we took a few new people on board, Melanie, which is our uh, you know, psychologist and co-founder, um, and Iris, which is actually the mother of Kai, who has a lot of operational experience. Uh, so we should took her as well. And of course, another co-founder of us is Hans Raffauf, who's who is co-founded Clue, um, which is a, a pretty famous startup from Berlin. And of course, his um, experience has helped us a lot. And it was April 2020. We were all in crisis mode and we wanted to build this product the first 24-7 chat helpline for children and teenagers in Germany, 24-7 um, suicidal thoughts, depression, other topics. You can always text us and you get help from a real psychologist, from a really trained person. And four weeks later, we launched uh, with a really crappy product in the beginning. People could text us via WhatsApp. For, so for the teenagers, it wasn't a problem, but our crisis counselors <laughs> really had to <laughs> suffer <laughs> suffer a lot in the beginning, but it got better uh, after all. And we started. And since then, now we're helping 5,000 uh, people every month, or at least now we have 5,000 sessions every month. Uh, um, um, and um, one year ago, crazy, 1 million texts have been sent over krisenchat.de since uh, in those 12 months. Um, and um, we have 250 volunteers and crisis counselors 
24 seven helping us making this all possible. And um, the, the, I mean, all of those are doing great work. And our core team has grown a lot from like five co-founders to 15 to 20 people located in all of Germany and um, trying to scale this and further, you know, do the next steps and really um, helping children and teenagers in Germany with their mental health. Well, actually, so far uh, in the first eight minutes, I just had to ask you one question. We can keep going. This is awesome. <laughs> Love your enthusiasm. Um, what, what, what I would be curious about... Um, At first, did you need to teach like the professionals on the other lines, the psychologists? Um, did you need to teach them like uh, youth speech, co uh, communicating with emojis, stuff like that? Well, um, some of them surely, um, because, you know, um, I mean, our range from the age is like 22. So people still in their master's study of psychology. Um, until 74 so <laughs> it's a wide range of uh, of people there and the 74 year olds uh, sometimes didn't have you know are native in digital communication but actually i mean the 30 year olds the 40 year olds they're better than you think uh, in uh, texting via whatsapp using emojis maybe they use other emojis than the teenagers but i actually i think them it's the right mix you know them using emojis but also giving a professional answer that's you know the right thing for the teenagers they don't want to get like some youth language filled up just you know um thing they want a professional answer and they want you know real help somebody who understands them and that was the problem that some people didn't understand what the other uh, what the other text did like some words were like what is this uh, this is a new word for i don't know 20 years ago, we used something different. So uh, that was the training we had to do sometimes. But much more important was the training um, that Melanie did and, and her psychology team um, and our core team who really trained them how to chat digitally, not with youth language or emojis, but how to solve problems via chat, how to find the right approach to know, is this a serious thing or maybe is it you know not, not too serious right now what he's texting or she's texting. So that was much more important. Um, and um, to really build up the trust with them because 50% of the people that have texted us um, or at least have um, have never seeked help in this field before. So this is actually for us a really important KPI because we see, okay, obviously our offer is much more, you know, low uh, threshold and the people are actually have the courage to speak up. Before we get into the little bit more serious topic, uh, just one one sentence on um, uh, generation uh, across cross generational communication. Uh, when I was uh, when my grandmother was still around, uh, she told me at the age I, for example, was saying something was cool. Her generation said that was knocker. Have you ever heard this word before? Yeah, actually, I've heard this word, but uh, we don't use it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. So let's get a little bit more into the uh, more serious business, Krisenchat.de, Crisis Chat. So my understanding is it's a text WhatsApp version of the crisis hotline, which is known as Telefonseelsorge in Germany or crisis hotline in the US and the UK. Basically, somebody who's really feeling down, somebody who's really going through a crisis can on an anonymous base, just call somebody and the other side basically is listening. Of course, uh, they're professionals, but basically the most important step at, at the first moment is that somebody is listening on the other side. Um, I was, 
I was wondering if you feel the same and how do you actually do that? Because in WhatsApp, basically there's, there's just those check marks. If you have activated them, yes, somebody read it. Um, how do, how do you provide this feeling that somebody's really understood that, um, that somebody's actually seriously listening? Yes, um, and actually another problem for ours is um, we don't actually have those check marks activated because uh, we can't because we have, you know, the API solution where, you know, we text over our internal chat solution and it comes out in WhatsApp, but the children and teenagers text us via WhatsApp. So it is a problem. And in the beginning, it was, you know, a challenge to really convey that we are listening and that we are there. But I believe that many of them are texting a lot anyway or not i just believe it is a fact um 94 of the children and teenagers are using whatsapp in germany on a daily basis so and if i look into myself because i'm part of the target group as well i'm texting a lot as well with my friends and also i have the feeling they are listening also i have the feeling they're responding so it's about you know in the beginning you have to be pretty quick giving a first response just saying yes i'm there for you how can i help and that's important to have like the first you know contact pretty quick and then they can just start texting and if it takes four or five minutes it's not the biggest problem because if you're there in the beginning just you know have like the key factors how old are you what is your name if you want to tell it um, um and what's your problem and then they can just go on and tell their story and then it's important to just you know sometimes okay thanks for sharing do we have more to tell just you know those small check-ins um, um, during the chat. But um, actually, I think because they're all so used to texting and all so used to real-time texting, so not I'm texting you and you get back a response like five hours later, but because they're texting at night with their friends as well or maybe with their love interest or other people, um, that wasn't the biggest problem to, um, to show them that we are actually there and we are listening. Uh, the more important step was um, also to tell them what they can expect because of course we can't be the all-round solution you text us once and then you're feeling great again and everything is sorted out and that was important at the beginning as well to really tell them you know we can be here we can listen to you and our goal is to bring you into a good moment again but unfortunately we can't be like the holistic help hotline that uh, um that you know is solving all problems once you've texted us and um, one one thing maybe um um, to add as well, next to WhatsApp, of course, we are also providing SMS, I think Telegram in the moment, and there's more to come. So you don't have to text us via WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I understand. Um, before we get a little bit more into uh, what you're actually providing and how there may be a follow-up, I would be curious how you're organizing this because my understanding is that you have like a dozen or two dozen volunteers. And um, I do believe uh, crisis chats are not opened between uh, eight in the morning and eight into the evening. I do assume uh, the, the, the really bad ca cases, they come around after midnight uh, before 6 a.m. And so somebody has to be on the other side and reply how you guys are actually organizing that. Yeah, actually, we have 250 um, volunteers. So um, that's actually a pool that um, is, uh, you know, really helping us to keep this managed. In the first weeks, it was a big challenge. I had to get up a few times between two and four and four and six a.m. because that was the most difficult uh, uh, times. But um, gladly now we have people from the U.S. We have somebody sitting in Japan, uh, you know, German expats um, that have studied psychology, and also in the in the mean, meantime we have a lot of. Um, 
um, interns that have to have a mandatory internship during their psychology studies. And in the moment, they can't do it in the hospitals where they normally do it, but they can do it at our place. And they have a lot more time than the usual volunteer who's maybe doing two to four hours at crisis chat a week, which is a lot still in you know your free time. But they have a lot more time and they also help us um, filling the bu busy times. And you're right. The busiest time is not at night, but the busiest time is right before, I'd say between 8 p.m. and midnight. But the hard cases often come in the middle of the night. So we have to be there all around the clock because problems, you know, don't um, um, just say, okay, um, I have a problem. I can wait until 8 a.m. When problems are there, they have to be, you know, they're there in the moment. So around the clock, uh, we have to be um, be there for them. We have to be reachable. And that was our most important thing and our most important credo to really have it running 24-7 every day, even on Christmas, even on New Year's Eve, all the time. Yeah, I think so. I remember from a time in the paramedic ambulance, they always told us um, around Christmas, you have the highest suicide rate because people realize how lonely they are. And I totally do, do understand that people, especially if they're lonely, if they're in a crisis, they do need help around this time. Big respect to the people who keep working at this time. Um, I would be a little bit more curious about what you guys are then doing. So basically, our understanding is there. there's a person reaching out on an anonymous base, uh, talking to somebody of your 250 volunteers. And then basically there is a reply and an answer and the person on the other side is feeling better. Do you actually encourage them to seek help? Do you, do you tell them, okay, look, there's a place you could talk to someone. There's a place you could talk to someone. There's a place you could talk to someone or, um, how does how does or how do you encourage them to do follow up because whatever happens has to happen on the other side on the other person in crisis right yes so first of all there are a lot of there there's a series of different steps that we usually do when we we see a chat or at least our you know crisis counselors it starts with probably assessing the problem just you know getting a feel for the situation is it like maybe a really heated situation that um, could lead to further problems tonight? Or is it like a general problem that the person just wants to talk about and needs help about? Um, if it's a heated situation, we have different exercises we can do with them. Um, first of all, we have to make sure that they're not in danger uh, right now. Uh, that's the most important thing. But then there are different like exercises, meditation, um, breathing exercise, um, movement exercise where you can you know move your muscles. So different things we can do with them to make them come into a calm moment, at least hopefully. Um, and for others, I mean, you really have to always know that most of them have never gotten help before in any way. So uh, they just in the often it's just listening and giving a few tips that isn't from friends who have maybe less life experience or maybe have their own problems that they have to get sorted out can be super helpful in the beginning because they have never, you know, made an experience like this before. So we really try to look at the problem, give some neutral trips. So not, you know, the kind of um, um, tips your friends would give you and maybe a, a relationship uh, advice, uh, like drink a bottle of wine and then it's over, but <laughs> try to give some, some neutral good tips, uh, try to assess the situation. And of course, telling the person that they are okay the way they are. Uh, because that's often a problem as well, especially for teenagers, 15, 16 years old, uh, a lot of self-doubt maybe got rejected from their boyfriend. And a lot of them are really struggling with themselves as well. And that's why what we are trying to do at that evening, trying to tell them, hey, 
you know, try to talk to him, but, you know, be yourself and be self-confident. And that's, you know, the thing maybe we want to do in that situation. But also we can't be the therapy, unfortunately. Um, some people are texting us every evening, but if they do this for like 14 uh, nights uh, for five hours a day, we have to say sorry, but, you know, we can't, you know, do this just via chat. And that's probably the next important step or the next interesting step for the future. How can we help those people transition into a long-term help if they need it? Because, of course, we can't just say, okay, this is the WhatsApp number, have fun, and there's the psychologist, go to him, and he's going to deal with you. It's not that easy because the waiting lists are long. Um, the hurdles are big sometimes for video therapy, even though that this has gotten better in the last year. So this is something we can provide right now, but what could be interesting in the future, trying to you know do the transition as well. Also, we have a huge content base, uh, many blog articles, a toolbox, like the blog articles are external for everybody. The toolbox is internal just for our crisis counselors with different tools they can use in different situations. For example, relationship topic they have broken up today. You know, this often helps, you know, this kind of approach or maybe uh, suicidal thoughts. How serious is the topic? These are questions that you can ask to assess the situation. Of course, every chat is different. And every crisis counselor is different and has a different approach. So sometimes, you know, the people like texting more with one person than with the other. But we try to do our best always with bringing the people from a heated moment, from an uncomfortable moment into a comfortable moment, into some situation that they can feel that they can go to bed now and have a good night's sleep and maybe have a solution to their problem or at least something they can try out the next day to try solve the problem. Well, just to be honest, I think that... Uh just amazing closing words to get those people to have a good night's rest and wake up feeling better the next morning that that should be the goal right yeah that's always the goal and even i'm struggling with it sometimes i think we all are so uh um you know um maybe please chat also in, in the future for uh for grown-ups but um, definitely that's always the goal i would have one last question because um you said you had to get up between 2 and 4 a.m. I remember from a time in the paramedic ambulance, that's basically when I had to uh, get out at this time, I was feeling like a zombie in the next day. Uh, how have you been dealing with this? And how did you, have you been coping with the kind of emotional load? Because there are a lot of people in crisis out there, some with suicidal thoughts. How do you, do you deal yourself with it? You talk to your co-founders? Uh, yeah, I'm actually, I mean, I'm very glad that this time is over because dealing, you know, the full-time organizational during the day and then twice a week, you know, being up at night, normally I just stayed up because I'm better at night than getting up early. Uh, but yeah, we, we were able to sleep maybe in one hour to like 10 a.m., but we were a bit sleep deprived in the first weeks. Um, and gladly, right at the beginning, thanks to advice from Hans, but also others, We got one, you know, therapist or psychologist who's dealing with us as co-founders doing sessions with us all together, dealing, of course, with the typical dynamics that come up in the startup, but also, um, you know, the emotional load. And also we open up the possibility to every individual uh, of us co-founders to, you know, get help as well, uh, get a coach or somebody to, you know, just help with the daily craziness of building a startup yet alone under 20 yet alone a mental health startup where you know suicidal thoughts come up uh, a lot so that was great that we right from the beginning knew we have to get help ourselves uh, and we try to you know um, give sessions to everybody who needs it um, in, in the in, in, yeah well 
big respect for what you and your guys and especially you volunteers are doing everybody who would like to learn more can go down here in the show notes there will be a link to the linkedin profile where people can also find krisen chat and your linkedin profile but your linkedin profile is not a place to get help um it's more for like if there's a serious investor and he wants to talk to you um thank you very much i have to admit i'm deeply impressed but with what you guys doing and Thank you very much for being a guest and congratulations again to being the social entrepreneur of the year 2021 German Startup Awards. Thank you so much, Joe. It was a great pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye. If you are a professional looking at the European startup scene, Germany is a place you cannot miss. Fortunately for you, there is StartupRad.io, the authority on German startups. This English-only podcast brings you fresh interviews each week. Most likely, you have never heard or read anything on these startups before in English, but you will in the future. Be ahead of the curve and subscribe to StartupRad.io podcast or check for the StartupRad.io internet radio station. Check your Alexa for the StartupRad.io skill as well.